Hey everyone. So um, I just wanted to clear a few things up and then um, talk a little bit more about this incredible medicine. Um, one is um, I saw they're going to make a pill of the ayahuasca in 10 years time. <laughs> okay. All right. So first and foremost, it's not, you just don't take the ayahuasca, <coughs> excuse me. You don't just take the ayahuasca and things are going to happen. No, that's not how this works. The ayahuasca, doesn't matter where you go and do the medicine, the ayahuasca is not the thing that helps you ultimately, right? It's like, oh, if I go and have an operation in this hospital, because that hospital has fitted out with the most the best technology, I will have a great result. It is not that. It is the surgeons, right? If you're going to have an operation, it is the surgeon. You are going with the best surgeon, right? Who's going to do the work. And the same thing with this medicine. It is not, you can get ayahuasca on a fucking street corner, I'm sure in New York. <laughs> or you can actually, right? It's not and pop a pill and no. When you do the medicine, the most important part of the medicine is the shaman, is the energetic surgeon. It is their connection and their power and their knowledge of the plants and them as conduits in the ceremony that determine whether it's a healing ceremony or a shit ceremony. I mean, I see loads of like retreats and all the gringos are out there like, you know, yeah, I've got a retreat here, it's in Tulum, we're so spiritual. It doesn't fucking matter what the place looks like. In fact, it's better if it's not a high tech place and it's a really, it's in the jungle, it's just like spare. So you can really get the effects of this thing. It is not the place, it is not the medicine, it is the people. It is the energetic surgeons that are so connected to the plants who have dieted since they were 10 or 11 on so many plants that they have the information within them. There was one energetic surgeon that came to New York and she could do the ceremony here. Why? Because she has all the plants inside of her. Right? It is their power. It is their ability to manipulate energy in these ceremonies. So please don't get fooled by the cool, hip, you know, retreat and God the fuck knows where, right? Oh, it's so cool. Look at the interior. It's, oh, it's got, or it's in Costa Rica and it's so cool. I remember one person told me everybody was dressed like a supermodel. It's like you're going into fucking puke and be basically torn down. I mean, yeah, if you want to walk in wearing product, be my guest, but you won't be happy. <laughs> right? It's not the medicine. It is not the place. It is the people. And if they are powerful, then it's like going into fucking Harry Potter's wizardry. Right? And what truly upsets me, I'm just going to talk about this for a second and move on because there are other things to talk about is the fact that half these fucking gringos have gone down there and exploited these people 
really pisses me off. And I know one particular place where the women, they're wizards. I mean, I've been with them. I've worked now at their place. They are fucking wizards. It's the only way to describe it. And yet the guy that runs this place, you know, pays them a pittance. It fucking pisses me off. It's like having, you know, the best neurosurgeon. But just because they can't speak the lingo, and that's all they do, and it's part of who they are, there's some, you know, smoothy schmoozy asshole who shows up. Anyway, I've got my two cents in there. (laughs) Anyway, so go to the place where you get the best healers. Not where they have the best breakfasts, which actually you don't even have breakfast. I mean, you do, but it's horrific. <laughs> right? So, you are going there to be energetically opened up, to be operated on. And I'm not going to say operated in the way that we do here, but they're opening up your energetic field. They're opening up your psyche. You do not want to be in the hands you know, of some person that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Because then, yes, you could have a psychotic break if somebody opens you up and you get lost in some, you know, other realm. Yes, fucking you could, it could be bad. Or the person outside around you is having a breakdown. The person doesn't know how to control it. And I'm going to tell you a story which was insane to me that happened. I was in a retreat actually in Buffalo. And one of the surgeons from the jungle had come up. She's insanely powerful, insanely powerful, right? And we were in a room with 20 people. And all of a sudden, so, you know, when you're opened up, your shit's coming out. I remember my friend, you know, who was this very pious, spiritual person. Oh, yeah, she comes into the ceremony. The first thing, she's screaming at the medicine, like, you fucking why did you abandon me? It's like, huh, who is this person? Because that's what she really felt. She felt so abandoned, even though she was so spiritual. She didn't even know where that was coming from. But anyway, I digress. You don't know what is going to come up that's inside of you that you've refused. And you've refused it because you want to survive, right? If you want to survive, you're going to refuse as much as you fucking can. If you're four, five, twenty, it doesn't matter. Because the terror is so huge. So anyway, so we're in this ceremony. And it's like this woman, this shaman is so powerful. She has built literally an energetic web in this place. I mean, I can feel it. Everybody's like, you know, full into their into the medicine, full in, like you, it doesn't matter what's going on outside around you just you're full in when you're full in, you're just like in your world, right? Everybody's in their world. And suddenly this guy, out of the blue, I can't remember the name he kept repeating, let's just say it was Anna, Anna, where are you Anna, anyway, so this guy is really beginning to lose it, so in the ceremony, you know, you usually have someone that's, you know, pretty strong, that can pull somebody out, and he had to be pulled out of the ceremony, and he was outside, and he was screaming, and he was losing it, in fact, he took his clothes off, it was started pouring with rain, But that shaman, and he had to be held down, and he was kicking, and he was covered in shit, and he just just couldn't, he wouldn't allow the ego death. His ego was so powerful. But the most insane thing, I felt totally safe, because that shaman was also controlling what was going on with him. 
she was singing to the whole group and she was basically controlling this 20 people in that room who were in their own state of energetic, you know, dismantling. And she was handling the guy that was outside in the fucking pouring rain, tearing his clothes off, sticking his, his fucking finger up his ass. Right? That's how crazy it went. And being held down by somebody there because he was, you know, losing it. Because he wouldn't let his fucking ego go. Again, another one of the guys, it was the whole spiritual, oh, I'm a drumming master bullshit, like I do drumming circles every week and I'm so spiritual. Usually the ones who speak about it the most are the ones who like get really bad when they get into ceremony. (laughs) I'm usually like fucking terrified. Be terrified because you don't know what's going to happen, right? But he wouldn't let go. But what I'm saying is, if that happened and that guy's huge, you know, massive psyche was opened up and there wasn't a shaman there that knew how to regulate and control what was going on, we'd be fucked. We'd be fucked. So it's very important. And then the next day he realized, you know, he was in a, I mean, he was so scratched up. It was insane. He was took all his clothes off. It was pouring with rain. He was in the grass. I mean, we could hear him. He thought he was going to lose his wife if he let go of of his whole being. that's, That's he wouldn't let go of his ego. He was fighting the medicine. Don't fight the medicine. The medicine's only there to do you to fix you, to heal you. It's not there to hurt you, right? So what I'm saying with this, and and, and again, this woman was able to deal with 20 people losing their shit, basically, all their spirits and stuff coming out and all their energies being released. She had all of us in this energetic place that she could control. And then she was also controlling what was going on outside. Even though he was losing it, she was still singing to him. So, and I felt completely at ease and I was completely comfortable because I knew the power of this woman. The power of these people is fucking huge. It's not the ape that's by your bedside saying, you know, start praying when they've run out of, like, ideas. So... Forget the medicine, forget the place. Find the people. That's what is really important. Find the place. The shamans are the ones who are doing the work. I had a huge exorcism in one ceremony, and this was like my first time down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third ceremony in, I'm like, that's it, I'm facing this shit down, whatever it is. I think it was my dad was like, I'm going to fucking face this. And I went in and I just started moving around. I mean, I was like being by myself. It was, and then this, and then all the shamans, all five of them came towards me because I was about to have a huge fucking energetic break where this contract that this asshole had built with me as a child, I was four or five, to be sent out to be abused was going to be broken. And it was like a fucking, you know, star imploding. There were 21 people in that room and they came towards me like, fuck, this is going to be bad. They're like coming towards me and I could feel my whole body was like 
shaking and moving and by itself and this thing was like and it started at my um at my ankles and then came up through my body and just whoosh, was like I was like a star imploding it was like terrifying but the only reason I could let go is because I fully trusted what was happening in that ceremony I was moving by myself they operated on me I mean it was insane I'm talking about the medicine in another dimension, not the shamans, right? I mean, the shamans are there, but the medicine's doing the work. The shamans are guiding, are being guided by the medicine. I'd never let that happen in any other, there'd be no way of doing that. Everybody in that room was terrified because of the, the scream I let out as that contract was broken, that energetic break happened. I remember when the shamans like, you know, just holding my hand going, you're going to be okay. It's all right. Yeah. The next day, I mean, everybody was terrified in that space, thinking, oh, fuck, Maria, did something happen? And I was just beaming from my ear to ear the next day. Why? Because I'd released a huge energetic lock. If you are trapped in trauma, you are trapped in energetic locks that keep you imprisoned. So you better be around people that know what the fuck you're doing, what's going on, Right? I mean, there have been people that have gotten, you know, lost in other dimensions. They can bring you back from wherever you are. This is huge work. This is not, I'm going to take a medicine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel good. No, this is not fucking kumbaya. This is fierce. If you want healing with the medicine, with the surgeons, you better go in there and be with the best fucking surgeons you can be with. I know you're not going to die. and know nothing is going to happen to you. If you're with the right people, and of course, again, and I repeat, this is very important. Do not lie about the medications. Do not lie about follow the diet. Because if you don't, shit can go down and bad shit. Never fucking lie. Actually, the, the shamans, they know. I know uh, one of the shamans was telling me some guy was drinking or was still taking medication. And she just said, I'm not working on you because can, they can tell. But, you know, another guy left and two weeks later, right? You're not supposed to, you've got to follow the diet. Fucking went insane. Why? Because he started drinking, whoring and whatever. It specifically says no sex, no drink for two weeks. Follow the fucking regulations. This is sacred medicine. And why it's so powerful is because it works like nothing else. If you let it do the work and you respect it. Like if a doctor says to me, I'm going to operate on, have a heart surgery tomorrow. Don't eat for 24 hours. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'm going to fucking do it. What, I want to die on an operating, you know, on the operating table? No. Same thing. Absolute respect for this sacredness. Because if you go into this medicine, she's going to heal you. You better go in with enormous humility. Enormous humility. And whilst your ego may fight the medicine, because it will, because it doesn't know it, doesn't understand it, <clears throat> not been close to nature for many fucking millennia, you know, nature's just trying to come in and like say, listen, you're nature. I'm going to help you. Right? It's okay if your ego fights it. That's normal. It's like any, it's like a, you know, any new thing to your system, it's a new installation. 
right? It's a software that you've forgotten about, which is the fuck you, your nature. So just understand that it is not the actual plants. It is not the place. It is the surgeons. And also, the ayahuasca is like the umbrella of the medicine. When you're there, the shamans will then decide what other plant you're going to diet on for specific diet. So the, when they do the ayahuasca, before, you know, by the way, none of the clients did the ayahuasca. Like many, many years ago in the, in the jungle, the doctors, only the doctors drunk the ayahuasca because in the ayahuasca, they could diagnose what's going on with the person. It's very new that the patient also drinks the medicine, right? So when they drink the ayahuasca, they can diagnose what is going on with you. That's how they diagnose. In that drinking and you drinking, they can then see you become like an x-ray to them. And the medicine will tell the surgeons, the, the shamans, you know, they need to sing this particular vibrational song to that because this is what's going on over here. Or, you know, because they can see the medicine that you need to drink the other plants that you have to drink. They'll say, oh, Maria, you need to drink Marusa. Marusa is a heart medicine because my heart was broken because of all the horror that happened to me, right? So then the, the plant works with the Marusa and you're given the Marusa to, to drink or whatever else again they're going to give you. Many different plants. You're dieting on the plants. So <clears throat> the ayahuasca is the umbrella. It's a diagnostic. I mean, you'll drink it throughout the ceremony if you're there for the two-week retreat let's just say that's five times you drink the ayahuasca and then daily you will be drinking a little bit of whatever it is that they've given you for your particular condition for me last time I was given steam baths of all these plants because what I had was huge right so I was it was almost like I was in the sauna of these plants I had to breathe in actually I felt like something out of a witch's den because it was like I had to stir all these plants that were in this boiling pot and I would inhale it and I could literally these energies would come out so whatever they decide is based on the diagnosis that they have at the beginning when you first arrive sometimes they can just tell before you even come right so and also here's another thing when you go into these medicines you're being stripped down so you're wherever, in the jungle, in Pucalpa, wherever you are in this retreat. First and foremost, you don't get a lot of food. And the food is really prison food. It's disgusting. I'm just, I'm sorry, but it's true, right? So at first you're all excited. It's like, oh, I can do this, you know, whatever. But, you know, as time works, so there's no distractions. Although I had my phone, but you can't, you know, really reach out. You're by yourself in your heart with very few distractions and not a lot of food. And so you're being clean, cleaned out, right? So here I can pick up the, oh, I'll just check a YouTube video or let me just check my emails or none of that's going on. I mean, I just, I did reach out to because of my, my children. So, but you're barely, and so when you're being stripped down, your shit's going to come out. You know, other people are going to affect you, right? You might get like, there was a guy that walked around every morning like really anxiously in these white black spandex shorts. Poor guy. He was just, right? And 
it's just, you know, you get to see people as they really are. And it might irritate you. <clears throat> it's part of the process. You are being stripped of all your shit, of all your distractions. The food is minimal because they've got to really clean you. You've got to be cleaned out for the medicine really to work. You're going to be hungry. You know, the, what's amazing is you get on the jungle time. So you're suddenly going to sleep at 7.30 because, you know, you're, you're in the rhythm with the nature. There's all this stuff that's going on, right? Um, and you're being cleaned out. And you're seeing stuff. I mean, the most powerful piece for me this time round was how in the ceremonies, before I would like go to sleep, because and that's by the way, going to sleep is part of the ego shutting down. Right. Um, <clears throat> but this time, after the ceremonies, my fucking brain was on fire. It was like my brain was being rewired. So I trekked back to my little hut and my brain was like I could... It was literally, I knew all this information was just coming at me. It was insane. Um, I didn't sleep a lot because my, I was so awake from the energized, you know, your brain being woken up and being cleaned out, right? So <clears throat> it's a total detox and your shit's going to come out. And what's so interesting is, and you have the shamans to speak to. You know, again, sometimes you have facilitators who are doing the translations and everything, and they're kind of like crunchy, chewy, and all that shit. You know, this is not crunchy, chewy, right? This stuff is fierce. If you're on these retreats, please, oh, please ask to speak directly to the shamans, because what happens is, I mean, I speak Spanish, but what happens is, is these facilitators, because they translate, tend to think that they're the shamans. They're not. They're just fucking translators. Again, I said it's like, you know, there's a this Nobel Prize laureate who's giving a talk who's Swedish. Well, the person's translating, right? They're just translating the wizard. They're not the wizard. So this is also what happens a lot is these people get a lot, you know, like they understand the medicine. They don't. They do not. It is the shamans themselves who have all the power, not the translator or the facilitator. So you're going to get a lot of these facilitators that are like, and I've, I only say that because I've met them. <clears throat> I've been in ceremonies, a, a few of them. So, and they're all like, they just, you know, facilitators should just be there to help you get through the process, which is to listen to you, <clears throat> you know, to give you some, you know, just you're there, they're there to basically comfort you as you face your own psyche. It's not their psyche. They don't have an understanding of how your psyche works, Right. They're just like, you know, they're there learning about the medicine, translating. But they do not understand the vast complexity of your psyche. Do not leave that in the hands of somebody that, you know, is training or something there, right? So very, very important. If you have a question, go directly to the shaman. Ask to see the shamans. Ask to get the question answered. Some of these places... <clears throat> It's really bad. I know this one place where they won't even let you speak to the shamans because they don't want the shamans to have control. If a place does not let you speak to a shaman, that is a fucking red flag. If you have questions, go to... If I have a question, I call the doctor directly. I'm not going to ask the assistant to tell me why it is 
that, you know, this happened in a ceremony. I remember there were two facilitators in one place where I went. There was this fabulous French guy, really lovely, just cool as shit, you know, low key, you know, again, was just there to comfort. And then there was this one guy who was nonstop, wouldn't shut the fuck up about the medicine. It was like, shut the fuck up. I don't give a fuck. This big intellectual know-it-all, like, pumped-up ego was like, get the fuck out of my face. And unfortunately, there was a moment, when I say I'm not unfortunately, I was in a ceremony where, <clears throat> where, um, you know, I'd, I'd had this huge vision of being in this office, and, and I felt so sick. And the sickness was because um, I wasn't letting myself see what, you know, wouldn't let myself see that my parents had, you know, sent me out to be abused. And you know, I was in this place where my whole body was like, sick. And I was like, I couldn't get this thing out of me. And I couldn't move. And I was trapped. And, and I wanted to leave the Maloka. <clears throat> but I wanted to leave with the Maloka and ask the French guy to come. And I couldn't. I got this other guy. And it was like the fucking worst. It was like I was sitting outside feeling absolute sickness. And this guy just rattling on about, oh, it was just awful. So, <clears throat> and by the way, it didn't. By the way, it didn't affect the whole thing. It was just like annoying that this guy who was just like a fucking know-it-all, you know, couldn't show, it was, you know, using his status to, you know, to, to sort of pump up his ego. But he was, a, he was a philosopher. Oh, God. Anyway, so what I'm saying is that if you're doing these retreats, and by the way, they're not all, all, not all facilitators, like, but I'm just saying be wary because this is a, I've seen this as a common denominator of people, you know, living above their station. Um, the, the powerhouse in that ceremony, the powerhouse of this medicine, the powerhouse of this whole experience are the shamans, are the healers. That, you have to have total trust in them. And again, they're not like rattling on. They don't talk a lot. They don't do a lot of like, oh, and then your mother said, and your father. No, they are not. They work with energy. They see everything, but they are not allowed to tell you. You have to, I mean, they can see it. They know how to handle what's going on, but they can't say to you, oh, and then this happened in your life. No, it's like me again asking my neighbor to go to the gym for me. You have to do the work. You have to reprocess. You have to relive everything. There was a moment when I was in one retreat when I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I felt this pain. It was so huge. And I said, I need to see a shaman now. And the shaman came running. Of course, they're all, they know what's going on. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't because you're the one who lived the experience, right? So you don't know how it works. But when she came, it was basically under my, under my ribs is where I was holding all the trauma. And she came in immediately, it was taken care of, like it went away immediately. So you're gonna have, if you have a lot of trauma, it's actually stored in your body. So they can release that trauma, right? That's what you're doing in these ceremonies, you're releasing the terror of the trauma and you're facing whatever needs to be faced. There was a guy 
big finance guy. And it wasn't until the last day, we were literally about to leave that day, all getting ready, we're all so excited. Okay, we did it, we saw everything. Four in the morning, he was bent over double with pain. Thought again, he was gonna die. The medicine, they came, they gave him a medicine. He wept and wept and wept. And finally, he released the truth of what had happened. His father had tried to suffocate him as a child. After all that weeping and that the, the, med- the shamans came, it was, it was over. But he was doubled over in pain. He thought he was going to fucking die because he couldn't release. He couldn't... You see, that, this is the thing about the medicine very important to get to these traumas they're terrifying to us we have covered them up we have refused them we had to to survive but they live inside our system deeply hidden deeply buried but they navigate our every single day so for us to let them go To see them is terrifying, which is why we're bent over double, because we don't want to get to see them. We don't want to see this. We don't want to see how our whole lives are built around this huge wound, whatever it is. And it can be the slightest thing. So for our body to release it and to expose it and express it, because remember, if it's happening when you're a child, You're in a family. And if you release something in that family and it is not embraced and loved, you're fucked, right? You're even, you're re-traumatized. So that's why the last, after 10 days, the final day, he he was so diluted down. The medicine had so, he let go, he let go. And then finally there it was. There was a trauma and he had to let that go. He had to see it. And so he bent over double and and he saw it because he trusted the medicine, the shamans. It's like they become your family, your parents, your mother, your father. You're lying there and it's like, you're gonna let go. It took him the 10 days to just let, you know, release, 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 and then boom. When it got to the final door, that fault, he couldn't let go and then he did because they came the shamans came they immediately had a a concoction of plants to give him and healing songs and all the stuff they did in that maloka and he just wept and wept and wept for about two hours releasing all that terror and all the fear around the terror here he was with all these shamans, like being in a family. He was safe to release it. He was safe to let it go. And he did. There was a lot of talk around the, you know, the retreat, like, oh my God, what's going on, you know? He let go. The guy that was in the other retreat outside screaming and yelling, He didn't want to let go. All you're doing 
all that's really happening in these ceremonies is that the medicine is boring through all the layers of you that you have built to refuse a horrific thing that happened to you or a trauma that you couldn't handle because you were a little baby or a child. So you don't know what you're going to encounter in these ceremonies because your psyche has been shut down, right? You've built this whole life to bury this trauma. You don't know that when you go. By the way, you won't know that when you go in. Or you might have an inkling. But you won't know the extent of the wound. You won't. I knew there was something wrong with my parents, my father. Something was wrong. I didn't, I didn't know I was in a fucking... It was, a, it was this huge wound that was basically the core of my whole fucking being. Or how big it was. Or how awful it was. I had no fucking idea. No idea. None. I had no idea it was going to take me seven years to basically get this shit out of me completely. That my whole soul was surrounded by darkness. I had no idea. There's nobody in a white coat that's going to give you information about you. No one can know how your psyche works. You know, somebody was saying... And I think it's true, like we're, we're really advanced in technology, but we're completely downgraded as human beings. I can figure out, you know, from the computer, what color sofa you're going to buy. But I can't, I know nothing about how you function, none. I know no idea how to heal your, your wounds. We are a deprived humanity because we're deprived of the right to connect to our very nature. <clears throat> we know nothing about what's going on inside of us. Nothing. I can tell you what's happening with Kim. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. You know, she's wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress. Do I know what lurks in my psyche? No. No. And it's controlling everything. Our wounds, again, which we may have no connection to because we've been so disassociated and so severed, are the things that need to be healed, first and foremost. That's why I think going to the moon is fucking stupid. I don't fucking want to go to the moon. I want to be able to heal and to be here as a healed person. A fucked up person on the moon, is that who gives a shit? A fucked up person in the, you know... In the Maldives on vacation, it's still a fucked up person. Nice setting, but still fucked up. I'm still, I'm still low-level anxiety because I'm fucking... I can't enjoy anything. How can I enjoy anything when I'm carrying all this shit inside of me which I have no access to? That's what this is about. It's about upgrading your humanity. And there's nothing to believe here. I don't need some fucking guy in a pulpit telling me who the fuck I am. Go fuck yourself. All these huge, 
you know, institutions, they don't give a shit about you. Nobody gives a shit about you. Right? I believe all this shit. There's no one that's coming to your house and go, oh, how are you doing? Fucking give a shit. Everybody can line their pockets by making you fearful. But no one's coming to help you. And that's the thing about this medicine. There's nothing to believe in. The only thing you need to do is surrender and reconnect to nature. Yeah, reconnect to nature. Allow nature to come in and do its work to heal you. The shamans, all that the shamans are doing is they're conduits for the medicine. The medicine in that ceremony space, there are 60,000 plant spirits. You can't see them. They're in that other ether when you go into these other dimensions. The shamans are calling in the plants. That might sound woo-woo and weird, but listen, there's no one fucking telling you some stupid story about some ancient person that you didn't have a fucking clue, have no connection to. By the way, he's also a guy. Like, duh. I realize I was brought up in this horrific world of all men. I mean, nothing against, I love men, but it was everybody's version of the world that basically I got stamped with. It's your fucking version of the world. It's not mine. I haven't even had a chance to have a, to build a version. I mean, I was drowned on arrival. I didn't get a chance. I just got bombarded by, you know, all the stuff of the past. The past is the past. Are the apes evolving? Great, apes evolving, great. They give me a little bit of information. Okay, I can handle that. But they're not going to tell you who the fuck you are. And all these scientists holding on to the little ideas. Science is a fucking funeral home. It's constantly, it should be evolving, not people holding on for dear death. You know, I came up with this concept, I'm going to hold on to it. The medicine trashes out you. The medicine is just going to go in and clean you out and show you and GPS the core of your wound and then clean out everything that is around that wound. And you won't understand it, and it will feel uncomfortable because you've never known it. But it's you. It is not the person next to you. It is not entities from another planet. It is you and your stuff and how you are made. And sometimes that looks fucking weird. There was some guy, I remember in a ceremony, who was or in the, the circle afterwards talking about all sorts of shit. And I thought, oh, fuck, man, that's like out there. But it's his world. That's how he had constructed his consciousness, his world. And it was all a fantasy covering a wound. You're going to see a lot of crazy shit because the way people are constructed. For me to survive, I have to build a story, especially if there's a wound. I have to build a fantastical story so I never get to see the truth of this fucking horror. I mean, I was in complete denial. I thought they, my parents were fabulous. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought I was being a really good girl. I didn't realize I'd been sent out to be sexually abused and, and abused by my own parent. Huh? What? And that took forever 
to get to. It had to get beyond all my walls and layers and, you know, stories about who they were. One of the reasons I couldn't, I had to leave them, I never had to leave the ceremony space because this energy was so powerful in my system. I couldn't get it out. I had to convince my fucking six-year-old to tell me what the fuck happened. I was shut down. So there's, there's no central person going, oh, there's a man in your life or, near, or reading your cards or any shit. There's nothing shit. It's just you and the vast expanse of your psyche and all the rooms that you've shut down. She's basically a cleaning woman. I mean, I just, I mean, <laughs> that's basically what the medicine is. She's a super duper cleaning wizard. And I say she comes to you as a he, as a dog, whatever. I'm just saying, to me, it comes as a mother. She comes with the whole universe, with all the knowledge inside this incredible spectrum of nature to clean you out. But to clean you out, she's got to go through the whole complex thing that you've built out of beliefs, ideas, PR, whatever. You've built this whole fucking person that's covering up a fucking gaping wound. And it could be anything. Mine was particularly bad. I was sent out to be sexually abused. I was abused by my own parent. We all know that. But it could be anything. Your parent beat the shit out of you. You fell down a fucking cliff. Whatever. It doesn't matter. If you didn't process that, if, you, if that terrified you, if that paralyzed you, then I'm telling you, you have then built a whole balloon of a person to cover that shit up. And what the medicine does is you have to relive it. You have to process it. This is not woo-woo. You have to process it. It's like nature in a river. If a river isn't flowing, it, get caught. it gets caught in some little eddy. The water's going to get dirty. It's going to get stuck. It's like, it's like a blocked toilet. You were supposed to go on the highway, but now you got caught in the side lanes and now you're all like, you know, in the bushes. You're all fucked up. Or not, you can't see it, by the way. But all the concoctions of your story... I mean, I remember that guy in a certain a circle and he had all these fantastic... It was clear that all these were stories that were just, you know, fantastical stories built to not deal with another big issue. But again, why it's so liberating is it's you, the medicine which is basically the thing that's showing you, you, the light, and you. There's no, it's just you, you, and you. And all the information that lives within you and your whole, you know, bubbling cauldron of construction And the wound. The wound. No apes getting into that. Again, 
No fucking religion, no institution, no government. No one's getting into that. No one, no one knows about that. Thank God they don't because they'd want to control it. But that's the thing. It's not the shamans are just the conduits for the medicine. They're not the entities or the darkness of somebody else. They're yours. It's like you get to go into your own castle and see how you were built and then heal it if you want to or not. It's very humbling. I mean, I, I've been wiped out so many times. I might as well just, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you know, my ego was like so powerful. But again, the bigger the back, the bigger the front. The bigger the shit you're covering, the bigger the person you're going to build to cover it up. Hmm? It's going to deflate everything. It's like, huh? What? I mean, I mean, you know, if you want to be happy, if you want to be whole. And also, think of all the past, all the horrors that people do. I mean, just think of all the stuff that's coming down the pike from centuries of shit, from other people's shit. It's like, you're just a continuation of a line, you know, especially trauma. A lot of it just comes down the pike. And then somebody says, I don't want to deal with this shit. I'm going to wake up to it. I have a friend whose family is, you know, they're all very religious. I mean, raving fucking pedophiles. Down the pike happened in other generations. No one, no one's going to come to your door and say, oh, here's a check. (laughs) There's no fucking priest coming to my door to give me a check. Or to save me? Are you fucking serious? The the slaughter that they've been involved in. I'm going to look at paintings, that's going to help me? No fucking way. Or go into a big cathedral, that's going to help me? No fucking way. To heal? No. No. Go into your psyche. Also, another great thing is this, this takes all the power out of other apes. You get your power back. Because it's you fighting for you in another realm with nature. I mean, I was in a ceremony last time and it was like, this is teamwork, Maria. The medicine said teamwork. All of us working together. You, the shamans, the medicine, all of us trying to fucking get rid of this horrific shit that I didn't, you know, basically it's the energy of other people. I was amongst pedophiles growing up. It was all marked. My whole body was marked by all this horror. Who was going to clean that shit up? How did I even know it was there? The medicine. No one can tell you. Yeah, great technology for like, what the fuck? Yeah. I can definitely get a great sofa on Wayfair. Great. Cheap. Yes. Arrival tomorrow. Fantastic. But again, great sofa. I'm still fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying it's like love the Lambo. So glad you had that great idea for that business. Fabulous. I'm still miserable. We can distract however we want, but we can't run from our wounds because they fucking chase us. 
right? I'm in the real estate business. I sold all, I sold 10 billion, blah, blah, blah. Look at me, I look at this house, I'm fantastic. I'm on the run. Great. I'm on the fucking run. Heal. Heal without legitimizing any other ape. Without surrendering. Well, I think one of the reasons it was very difficult for me to surrender to the medicine, or it was very, well, first of all, because I had layers and layers and layers. But the second thing is that, you know, I didn't trust anyone. Having been, of course, betrayed by my own family, by an institution, by the, right? <clears throat> I didn't believe anyone. People so willingly give up their whole you know, thing to another ape. Another ape is limited. I had a friend who just had surgery. They found something on their thyroid. The doctor was like, yeah, you've really got to do this operation. Okay. That operation was unnecessary. An operation to your body is a trauma on your body. 10,000 things could have gone wrong, the anesthesia, whatever. No shade on that. All I'm saying is that as far as consciousness is concerned, as far as all this stuff that really affects us, because ultimately what shows up in your body is the, is, is the end of a trauma, an emotional trauma early on. It's a final f physical manifestation of an early emotional trauma. Go find the wound. And go to the vehicle that can get to the wound. And it's certainly not another rape. And no shade on therapists. You know, they can help you. Yeah, well, you did this happened. I have a friend of mine who's been in therapy, what, 40 years? I don't know, fucking know. She's in the program, the 12-step program. She still hasn't fixed the actual wound. Right? I can give you this, that, and the other. You can have all these structures for you to be okay, to tread water. I don't want to tread water. I want out of the water. You have all these structures set up, so it's okay. Right? You're going to be okay. I don't want to be okay. I want to be perfect. I want everything. I don't want to live with a tricycle. <clears throat> I don't want to have wheels on my bike so I can feel okay. I want wheels off. I want to just, you want to be free to yourself, right? I want to be able to think clearly, to, to understand, to feel, to see, to know, to be present to, be, to this. That doesn't mean I control the future. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen tomorrow. It doesn't make any difference. But at least I'm here. I can make choices here. I don't like this. I want that. Da, da, da. I'm here. When you're in trauma, you're not here. You're either running from the event that's hidden from you. You're, you know, you're using your energy somehow, right? Whether that's, you know, scoring heroin or building a fucking huge business. Same shit. It's all distraction. If, you've, if there's trauma that's unhealed. To, to know who you are is to then to make decisions from being connected to you as a whole person. In trauma, you are fragmented, splintered. 
disassociated from the wound, from the event. From the moment that event happened, you disassociated, you severed. No one's going to fix that here. No one. No one can go that deep. No one can go to the wound. I mean, first ceremony, it was just shown to me. The whole trajectory was like, you hear you were one. There's a break. Here's when the event happened. Now, from this moment, I have to unwire you from the beginning. It's been seven years of de-wiring, de-threading. I'm going to unwire every fucking story, distraction, you know. So we're going to see everything. I didn't know it meant literally operations and ceremony, living in 3D holograms, you know, having entities come out of me. Fucking hell, I was a... Oh, my God. I was like the population of China and demons. How I kept all of that under wraps, I have no idea. But that's how powerful survival is. You will keep that shit hidden. You will dampen that thing with as many fucking versions of yourself as possible. That is not happening on West 85th, you know, in Dr. Shlomowitz's office. It's not going to happen. It is so beyond the understanding and knowledge of what we have now. We're very, very primitive in that respect. Advanced and many primitive in consciousness. Well, it's of no, no one's interest to heal your consciousness because then they can't have power over you. We need to be, and again, this is no conspiracy. I don't believe in all that shit. But if I'm seducing you in one place to get you to believe in something that I need to sell you so I make the buck, right? And you've been thrown out of your own consciousness because of the terror or the wounding, then I'm looking forever for comfort whether that's in buying a dress or buying a certain clay mask my face or, you know, I'm looking for an island of comfort somewhere, for some kind of amelioration of something like, oh, okay. If I just get that, then I get to be okay. If I just get that, you don't, it's like the Buddha's hungry ghost. You don't get to be fucking okay. For the moment, you're like, oh, okay. For five minutes, there, was a, there might be a respite, but then the hunger's going to come back. It's never ending. I mean, I think I spent most of my life inventing a mission. I've got to do this, then I've got to do that, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. I was like, da 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 And of course, it's no easy task. No, don't think it's going to be easy because it isn't. But it's easier than being in an operating theatre on, you know, at Lenox Hill, let me tell you. Or dental surgery, I hate injections. It gets easier and more difficult. It gets easier because 
if if you if you're in this you know if you begin to work with the medicine it's difficult at first very difficult to connect to you know to let the medicine in and then when you do and you give up hiding the wound and that takes a long time because you're really it's incredible how how we refuse the truth I mean it's like we're geniuses I mean I think this our nature is so powerful that we can really disassociate I actually a friend of mine was just saying to me oh I went into five hours of surgery and it was fine but I my blood pressure was very high the dentist told me and I said yeah because you grew up in trauma so it's easy to disassociate that's what that's one of the great salvations of trauma is that you disassociate from the events it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect your system but you're not physically living them I mean I was abused I completely disassociated it just shut down shut it all down didn't mean it wasn't you know all over me those events nothing you know you're a piece of blotting paper everything over everything is inscribed in you in your very being Ether, it's all in ether. You can't see it if you've disassociated from it. Can't see it. So, it's a process to, you know, return to the original wound. It's literally like finding a needle in a haystack for anyone else but not for the medicine. The medicine GPS is the wound if you let it in very quickly. And then it's just a question of then basically undoing everything. It's basically, she's like an IT specialist. She's like undoing this plug and then doing this and then you have to let her, right? She's undoing this and then you see that and then, oh my God, shit, that happened. And, and entities are coming out. Oh my God, the energies of the people that are, wounded me it's like it's 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 a trajectory it's a process of undoing all of you uncooking you and healing that wound and all the emotions that you've kept hidden because of that wound because of the terror And again, I've said this before, the most difficult, the easiest place for the dark to wound you is in childhood because you're so vulnerable. You're so helpless and you're still being cooked. So <coughs> if I'm cooking that cake early and I can easily throw that poison in because the life force is very powerful then. And also one of the things that's really interesting is that in the, if trauma happens in the early stages of your arrival, then it's easy for you to cover it up because the life force is very strong, the survival thing. So it is easier to heal this trauma early on. What happens is that if you let this thing go unchecked, it literally takes over your whole system. And the older you are, and I'm 62, the older you are, the more work it is because by then that trauma has really hardened in your system. 
it's part of your whole you know being it is now one with your whole being so it's better to get this i mean it can still be done whether you're old or young but it is better to address this early on because that energy isn't as um crystallized it's not as I, 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 here's how I imagine it, and metaphorically, is that, you know, the Big Bang, there's all this dust and stuff swirling around, right? It's not, it hasn't been pulled together gravitationally into planets and galaxies, etc. right? So that's what it's like at the beginning, if there's trauma early on, because a life force is very strong, therefore it can hide it very well. It's easier to, to have it, like, hidden in all of this life force that you are. But as you get older and the life force begins to lose that vitality, and let's face it, I mean, I feel like a pretty vital 62-year-old, but I'm still not, I'm not 12, right? So it hardens. It, has, it, ha- it takes on more power in your system as you get older. So I have a friend of mine who has Parkinson's, and... That Parkinson's is a result of a trauma early on. The, the, the shaman made it very clear. And saw the veins like ice, like ice was being like frozen up, right? So the older you are, it, you know, the, the disease has, had a, has, has set on. It's all because the life force has been weakened. And that unchecked trauma is now full range in your system, right? It's taken over. It's overcome your life force almost because it went unchecked. So that's why this is very, for me, it's certainly, I mean, God knows I've had two operations in the ceremonies, one on my ovaries and one in my heart, literally with these little tiny plant doctors unlocking the wound of all this terror, which is in my organs, right? So the longer you let, this is why it's so important to address these wounds because, I mean, I'm still good, by the way, I'm still going to die. I don't get out not dying because I take the medicine. I just get to have a better life, right? Um, These traumas, like that guy that had finally let go the last day in, in the ceremonies and was, had, his father tried to suffocate him, that wound, that early emotional wound was taking over, right? It's ta- it takes over. With me, I'm still releasing these energies from all of that event all those events that happened early on. They're energies. They're stuck in your system. They're blockages. Every time your whole body goes to renew itself, there's a blockage. It's like the eddy in the river. You've got to let that eddy, you've got to clean that up so the whole thing can flow, right? 
And we're very clever, the system, I would say, because I'm not clever, but the system is very clever at refusing it. Because the system says we need to survive. So look, I can't, look, for us to survive, Maria, you know, we can't expose what happened to you because you're four and you're in a, you know, or three and you're in a diaper and you're in a situation, you're vulnerable. So, you know, nature is very clever. It says, okay, listen, we can't handle this. You're in a very sort of precarious situation. You've got these parents that are abusing you, etc. whatever's happening. And we have to survive. We can't leave here. So like, okay. Didn't like it didn't happen. Let's just shut that down. For now. But again, it's like, if you have a boat, if, if you're crossing the river, you need a boat. But you don't need to carry the boat for the rest of your life. The boat has already been, you know, the strategy of nature was, look, Maria, I've got to shut this down. We could have shut this down for you to survive. <clears throat> but it's not, it can't be shut down for the rest of your life because it will putrefy, you know, there will be no life. So at some point, you know, nature kicked me off a cliff to say, right, it's time to open this shit up. And it might be an extreme, with me it was extreme, but it will happen if you let it. So, um, yeah, the most important part of this, again, I think several things. The one is your desire to heal, even though, and people go to do it just so they know more about themselves. It doesn't have to be as a huge wound, right? So, with me, it was like, I want to, there's something wrong. I don't know what it is. I need to heal. It's something so big that I, another ape's not going to fix it. Nor do I give a shit about another ape fixing it. I need to face it. And I need to find the right people. And I need, I need to go in something that I don't know anything about. It's a leap of faith, but, you know, it's nature. And I have to surrender to it. And I have to understand that I don't know how this thing works. It's nature. I don't know how long, how long this is going to take. I don't know what I'm going to find there. I didn't know what I was going to find. I had no idea what was there. But I want it out. Whatever it is, take this shit out of me. So it is a leap into the unknown, but every day is a leap into the unknown, right? I don't know what's going to happen today. I mean, it's a calculated risk, right? I mean, it took me two years to research, to find the right place. I did blah, 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 blah. But, hey. You know, I'm not living in the limitations of an ape. I'm not living in the limitations of somebody's telling me something I have to believe. There's no believing anything here. There's no agreeing to anything. There's nobody with a crystal ball. This is a medicine that comes in like a search and rescue mission. She will move through every single cell of your body. She will move through every single piece of you and dismantle you and GPS the wound, whether it happened today or 10 centuries ago or a fucking life, you know, 10 lifetimes ago.
And mine, certainly, this is just the beginning of some other thing that happened in some other lifetime. I know that. This has been cleared up for this lifetime. But there's something that I still have to deal with, which is still here, which belongs to some other lifetime. We're an extension of yesterday. I don't want to be yesterday. Whatever that needs to get resolved, let it be resolved. Anyway, I'm too far down the rabbit hole anyway now at this point. So there's no going back. So yeah, take the authority and legitimacy of the, the limitations of someone else else out. I don't want to live by the limitations. If you've only gotten to here and understanding how consciousness works, why should I be at that limitation? I don't want to be at your limitation. If that's as far as you've got, great for you. Not interested. I don't want to live under the limitations of other apes that want to control shit. No. You're only to here? Great. I'm going to go find another way to get to this. That might mean Indians in the jungle. Fair enough. I'm going to try it. Because we are all bigger than the next ape. We are part of this huge cosmos that's building stars and seahorses and avalanches and God knows what the fuck. You just have to look out the night sky and just be in fucking awe of like this cosmic shit that's going on. So you think that I'm gonna be limited by another ape because they have a computer and they have some understanding of shit? No. As I said, you're not coming to my house to fix me or give a shit. So I'm going to go to the place where there's understanding, they give a shit, and, you know, my payment is minimal. $1,500 for two weeks, that's ridiculous. I couldn't even get a tooth extracted for that amount, right? Let alone have my whole consciousness opened up. So, <clears throat> yeah. If you want to go open up the vault of your being and heal a wound that you cannot see, but that's affecting you every day, the plants can do that. That's all I wanted to say. The plants can do that. Bye. <laughs>